Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Say goodbye to performance-robbing engine deposits with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Hate to break it to you, but lower-grade fuel can leave deposits in your engine that build up over time and leave your engine's performance severely lacking. Thankfully, Shell V-Power Nitro Plus removes up to 100% of performance-robbing deposits with continuous use in gasoline direct injection engine fuel injectors. Download the Shell app today to find your nearest Shell station and rejuvenate your engine with Shell V-Power Nitro Plus Premium Gasoline. Fuel up at Shell. Tonight, the urgent manhunt in Atlanta. Police looking for a man considered armed and dangerous after he allegedly shot at least five people in an urgent care waiting room. Here are tonight's headlines. A 24-year-old on the run. His family helping police. What we're learning about the Coast Guard veteran. The manhunt for the Texas mass shooting suspect is over. The alleged gunman was taken into custody after the FBI received a tip about his whereabouts. Several other arrests were also made in connection. I just wanted to thank the person who had the courage to call in the tip. Another interest rate hike. What it means for your wallet. I don't think anyone's ever prepared to pay more, but the world is moving forward. Russia is accusing Ukraine of trying to assassinate President Vladimir Putin in a drone attack on the Kremlin. I would take anything coming out of the Kremlin with a very large shaker of salt. The immigration crisis at the southern border, why it's only expected to get worse. This is really not an impossible issue. It's an international migration issue. U.S. citizens getting out of war-torn Sudan. CBS News went aboard a Saudi Arabian Navy ship sent to the African nation to evacuate refugees from the latest fighting. We're going back to America and going to a safer place. And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is your favorite on the list of inductees. Good evening and thank you for joining us on this Wednesday night. And we begin with breaking news and the urgent manhunt for a suspect accused of opening fire inside a medical center in Atlanta. There is a $10,000 reward for tips that lead to the man's arrest. 
One person was killed and four others injured after they were shot in a waiting room. All of the victims are women, ranging in age from 25 to 71 years old. Police have identified the alleged shooter as 24-year-old Dion Patterson. And here is what we're learning about what happened. Sources tell CBS News the suspect became agitated while waiting for an appointment. He took out a handgun and immediately started shooting. The Coast Guard veteran was with his mom. A law enforcement says Patterson was on medication for mental health issues. According to the Gun Violence Archive, this is the 190th mass shooting in the United States this year. Just a reminder, Tay, is just the 123rd day of 2023. CBS's Mark Strassman is on the scene. He'll start us off tonight from Atlanta. Good evening, Mark. Good evening, Nora. That's the medical office building behind me where the shooting happened and shut down a swath of a major American city. Female shot. She's seriously bleeding. Shot the side in the back. Midday mayhem in Midtown Atlanta. It looks pretty insane. I haven't really seen anything like this. Gunfire in a medical office waiting room. We saw some cop cars coming up and people rushing into the building. Uh, They had some pretty heavy-duty gear, assault rifles, and uh, riot shields. All five people shot were women. A 39-year-old victim died at the scene, three others critically wounded. We called mass casualty event. Within minutes, we had multiple trauma surgeons, multiple staff in the trauma bay itself. This is 24-year-old Dion Patterson, a Coast Guard veteran and the shooting suspect. Police believe he disappeared after carjacking someone and sped off. For three hours, a police search and a shelter-in-place order shut down the city's midtown mix. We just sheltered in place and followed directions. But we didn't really know what was going on until we saw the television. It's office buildings, restaurants, and apartment buildings. An all-out manhunt has fanned out to the city's neighboring counties, where police consider Patterson a public threat throughout metro Atlanta. We have a multi-jurisdictional effort underway to bring this individual to justice and ensure that we remove him from the street. Everyone consider him still armed and presenting a danger to whatever community he may find himself in. Police say the suspect's family is cooperating as they try to track down the fugitive who has Atlanta on edge tonight. Nora? Mark Strassman, thank you. Tonight, a man accused of killing five people execution style in Cleveland, Texas, is in police custody. He's charged with five counts of murder. And as CBS's Janet Shamlian reports, two other people are also under arrest, allegedly helping him hide for four days. This is the moment tactical teams took Francesco Oropesa into custody. Less than 90 minutes after someone reported his location to an FBI tip line, an $80,000 reward on the line. He was caught hiding in a closet underneath some laundry. They they effectively made the arrest. He is uninjured. The arrest ended a massive search after the Mexican national, who'd been deported four times, entered his neighbor's house Friday night, allegedly killing five people, including a child, with an AR-15-style rifle. Two other people were also arrested, including Divamara Nava, the suspect's wife. Authorities say they thought she was helping them find him right until the moment she was arrested at the home where he was found. What we believe that Ms. Nava was doing is that she was providing him with material aid and encouragement, uh, food, clothes, uh, and had, uh, and had uh, arranged transport to this house. 
Law enforcement officials say more arrests are possible. They're checking a phone he was using to call people for help. A reported sighting Monday that had helicopters scouring the area was the suspect, but they weren't able to catch him. I believe he thought he was in a safe spot. Tonight, the 38-year-old is charged with five counts of murder, held on a $7.5 million bond. And tonight we've learned that the suspect was trying to escape to Mexico. At his wife's arraignment today, she admitted delivering a message from him to cousins who live in this area asking for their help to get there. But they refused. Nora? The long arm of the law caught up with him. Janet Chamlian, thank you so much. All right, today's big financial news. The Federal Reserve wrapped up a two-day meeting by raising a key interest rate by a quarter of a percentage point. From the White House, CBS's Nancy Cordes reports today's rate hike comes amid growing concerns about the economy, from recent bank failures to the debt limit fight right here in Washington. It's possible that we will have what I hope would be a mild recession. Today's move by the Federal Reserve pushed interest rates to their highest point since 2007, and the Fed may not be done yet. A decision on a pause was not made today. It's a high-stakes decision because the rising cost of borrowing money has already contributed to the failure of three major banks in the past two months. It has also driven down home sales by nearly 20 percent. Emily Boyko has been house hunting in Minnesota for six months. I don't think anyone's ever prepared to pay more, um, but it's cut, it's unfortunately our society. And yet the inflation those rate hikes were meant to tame remains stubbornly high, down from last year's peak of 9%, but still far from the goal of 2%. It's now clear that the Fed was late in starting its rate hike campaign. And because they were late, they had to increase by much more than the normal pattern of Fed increases. Now, some economists are warning that raising rates again could push the U.S. economy into a recession. In a letter to the Fed chair this week, 10 congressional Democrats, led by Senator Elizabeth Warren, urged him to change course. The current strategy, they warned, has the potential to throw millions of Americans out of work. Chairman Powell issued a warning of his own today about what could happen if Congress fails to raise the debt limit and triggers a default. No one should assume that the Fed can protect the economy from the potential you know, short and long-term effects of a failure to pay our bills on time. The president is sitting down with congressional leaders next week, the start of talks that could lead to a debt limit deal. But the two sides are so far apart when it comes to spending cuts, it's hard to see right now how they strike a compromise in time to avert a default next month. Nora? Nancy Cordes at the White House. Thank you. Overseas now to a wild accusation in the war in Ukraine. Russian authorities tonight are accusing Ukraine of launching a drone attack on the Kremlin in an attempt to assassinate President Vladimir Putin. CBS's Charlie Daggett reports from Dnipro that Ukraine denies any involvement and warns Russia could be using the incident to launch a large-scale attack. Unverified footage appears to show an object flying toward the dome of the Kremlin before bursting into flames. One of two drones brought down, said the Kremlin, using electronic radar assets. The Russian president wasn't there at the time, according to his spokesman. 
The Kremlin's press office described the incident as a planned terrorist act, vowing that Russia reserves the right to take retaliatory measures where and when it sees fit. On a visit to Finland today, the Ukrainian president flatly denied Kyiv had anything to do with it. We don't attack Putin or Moscow. Uh, We fight on, on our territory. We are defending our villages and cities. U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken said he had seen the reports. I can't uh, in any way validate them. We simply we simply don't know. Um, second, I would take anything coming out of the Kremlin with a very large shaker of salt. Russian media has made a big deal of showing air defense systems popping up on rooftops in Moscow in January. And the timing of the alleged attack also adds to the suspicion just days ahead of the annual military parade in Red Square on May 9th. Air raid sirens rang out here in Dnipro and Kyiv moments after the Kremlin announced that alleged assassination attempt, even if it was orchestrated by the Kremlin, Ukraine can only await that vow of retaliation to come. Nora? Charlie Daggett, thank you. Federal drug agents in New York City showed off the results of an alarming fentanyl bust today. They say a police dog on Sunday led them to about 300,000 fentanyl pills hidden inside the gas tank of an SUV. This video shows an agent pulling out plastic bags of pills through a hole in the floor. They also seized 11 pounds of fentanyl powder. And keep in mind, just a tiny fraction of a teaspoon can be deadly. Authorities think the $5 million stash came from Mexico. As the vehicle crossed the border multiple times, the driver is in custody. Tonight, the crisis at the southern border is expected to only get worse in the weeks ahead as the pandemic-era restrictions known as Title 42 expire on May 11th. CBS's Omar Villafranca reports the border town of El Paso just declared a state of emergency in anticipation of a humanitarian crisis. Each day, hundreds of migrants can be seen camping outside Sacred Heart Church in El Paso, Texas, huddled under blankets and sleeping on makeshift beds. Like 22-year-old Williamani Andrade and her two daughters, who are one and three years old. The Venezuelans are among the nearly 1,400 migrants who cross into El Paso every day. She's looking for work, and she just wants a better future for her daughters. Title 42, the COVID-era policy that allows the government to expel migrants, will expire next week. El Paso's mayor has already declared a state of emergency. Father Rafael Garcia runs the Sacred Heart Shelter. And we're focusing on women and children mainly. The need is overwhelming. When Title 42 expires, Customs and Border Patrol officials say as many as 10,000 migrants a day could cross the southern border, nearly doubling the daily average in March. For the first time, the Biden administration says Mexico will accept some non-Mexican migrants who were expelled from the U.S. after entering the country illegally. Buses carrying migrants from Texas arrived in New York City today, part of a controversial policy by Republican Texas Governor Greg Abbott to transport migrants to Democrat-run cities. We don't want children, families sleeping in the street. We want to be able to take care of people. But the federal government is the one that has the resources to be able to do this. City officials are welcoming the 1,500 troops that the Pentagon is sending down to the border next week. And leaders here say that will free up Border Patrol agents to deal with the expected migrant surge. Nora? 
Omar Villafranca, thank you. Tonight, a university town in Northern California is on edge after three horrific stabbings within a week. A 20-year-old student at the University of California, Davis, was killed, along with a 50-year-old homeless man. On Monday, a homeless woman was stabbed through her tent. She's in critical condition, while police in Davis are searching for the attacker. Turning now to the humanitarian crisis in Sudan, a war for control of the country has forced more than 100,000 people, including U.S. citizens, to escape to neighboring countries. For many, the only way out is through the overwhelmed port of Sudan. CBS's Remy Innocencio is one of the few Western journalists to see the chaotic journey firsthand. These are the faces of Sudan's people in flight. Desperate for deliverance from carnage and conflict. Uh, I saw a lot of bodies on the streets. Mohammed Usman worked for the U.S. Embassy, he says. Your family is here. They saw everything. They woke up in the middle of the night, crying. How are you feeling right now? I feel scared and excited at the same time, yes. 13-year-old Rifan is headed home to Georgia. We're going back to America and going to a safer place. Anchored off the country's coast, the Saudi naval ship HMS Al-Jabail. Our CBS News team embedded with its military for a 10-hour sail across the Red Sea, where sudden refugees undergo last screenings before boarding. Port Sudan has been declared this country's new administrative capital, implying this is the safest place to be, the last refuge for people with the means to make it here. But most do not, whether for lack of money, power of passport, or will of governments. Left to linger, to search for shelter, to wait. As the lights of Port Sudan dimmed and people looked back one last time, this conflict touches all walks of life. In fleeing, they leave the war behind, but also their loved ones. When you said goodbye to them, what did you say? I, I said I love you to all of them. And I cried for love. And a new seven-day ceasefire starts tomorrow, but the past three did not last, Nora. At Port Sudan, the crowds are swelling even more, and that means even more loved ones will be left behind. Ramey Innocencio, thank you. A new drug is providing hope in the battle against a disease that's affecting nearly 7 million American seniors. We've got the details next. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too, until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. The Angie's List you know and trust is now Angie, and we're so much more than just a list. We still connect you with top local pros and show you ratings and reviews, but now we also let you compare upfront prices on hundreds of projects and book a service instantly. We can even handle the rest of your project from start to finish. 
So remember, Angie's List is now Angie, and we're here to get your job done right. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I, or download the app today. Tonight, a possible medical breakthrough. A new experimental drug is showing promise in the fight against Alzheimer's disease. Drug maker Eli Lilly says its monthly antibody infusion slowed cognitive decline by 35 percent in clinical trials. It works by reducing brain plaque that causes declines in memory, thinking, and the ability to perform tasks. The drug does carry a risk of brain swelling and bleeding that can be fatal in rare cases. Lilly plans to apply for FDA approval in the coming weeks. The countdown is on for the coronation of Britain's King Charles on Saturday. The king and soon-to-be officially Queen Camilla attended a garden party at Buckingham Palace today, mingling with guests, including Lionel Richie. Earlier, there was an elaborate dress rehearsal with marching bands and the coronation carriages rolling through the streets. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame welcomes a new class of inductees. That's next. There's an update tonight on Oscar winner Jamie Foxx. The 55-year-old is speaking out for the first time, saying he appreciates all the love and is feeling blessed, punctuating the note with emojis, including a fox. He's been in the hospital for just over three weeks after suffering what his daughter called a medical complication. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame announced its class of 2023 today. On the road again. Ninety-year-old country music icon Willie Nelson tops an eclectic mix of inductees. Rapper Missy Elliott is now the first female hip-hop artist in the hall. Other inductees include the late George Michael, Shaka Khan, and Soul Train creator Don Cornelius. The induction ceremony is in November. I bet that'll be fun. This is a special anniversary for the CBS Evening News. We'll explain next. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
Tonight, the CBS Evening News, the nation's longest-running network newscast, turns 75. We made our big debut on May 3, 1948. This video shows what those 15-minute broadcasts looked like back in those early days. Douglas Edwards was the anchor, and the inaugural broadcast aired on only three East Coast stations. Fifteen years later, in 1963, the CBS Evening News with Walter Cronkite expanded to a half hour. Tonight, as we celebrate this diamond anniversary, all of us here at the CBS Evening News are extremely proud to carry on the tradition. So thank you for watching. And a programming note, we are just a week and a half away from Mother's Day, and the CBS Evening News wants to honor a special mom in your life. So send us an email, honoring at cbsnews.com, or text me, 202-217-1107, with who you think should be featured. We can't wait to read your nominations. That's tonight's CBS Evening News. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. If you enjoy tuning in to the CBS Evening News, there are official t-shirts, hats, mugs, and more available for purchase at ParamountShop.com. These products are perfect for any fan of evening news. And you can take 20% off with code EVENING20. That's 20% off all CBS Evening News products with code EVENING20 at ParamountShop.com.